Welcome to Real Estate Investing Abundance, the show for busy, fulfilled professionals like you to learn how to develop financial independence built on solid, passive real estate investments. Now, here is your host, Dr. Alan Lomax. Hello, enlightened investors. What a delight to be back with you again today as we investigate one of the most important investments that you will ever make in your life. And that is investing in yourself because no one else is going to do that for us. So with us today is Thomas C. Reese, who is the child of immigrants. While he was growing up, were building superintendents for a 62-unit complex in Astoria, Queens. At a very young age, Thomas came to the realization that hard work alone won't get you to financial freedom. One must grow to possess desire, faith, and imagination. Thomas brings to his real estate entrepreneurial endeavors a bachelor's degree in architecture and experience construction management. Through the years, Thomas developed an obsession for personal growth and financial freedom and a heart of an entrepreneur with a business sense and a focus on believing strongly in streamlining all processes. So Thomas, take us in to the program and share a memorable experience that helps you to be who you are today. Hey, Alan. Thanks for having me again. A lot of my entrepreneurial spirit, I think, comes mainly from my father. He had his own plumbing business. And I always looked up to him. I always saw how he kind of went about things. So my most memorable experience has to be just from watching him and his experience in the business. I like to think I'm very organized. And that was always from him yelling at me, to put the tools back where I found them. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm always finding myself looking back at how my parents kind of went through life to path out my way now. Putting the tools back where they belong is such a big deal. (laughs) And it seems like such a difficult thing for so many people to accomplish. So (laughs) So I'm glad you learned that early in life here. Well, Thomas, how do we get started in real estate and just Tell us a little bit about your journey. We're licensed general contractors here in New York City. Obviously, everything went a little downhill in 2020. So we had to pause basically all of our projects and we got into real estate, purchased our first piece of real estate in 2020 and then purchased another two the same year. It's all about taking action. It's all about taking that first step. A lot of people, they study every single book out there. They master every single strategy, but they never actually purchase a piece of property because they don't know how to get started. And we learned... Me personally, I learned a ton after I actually went through the process of closing and owning that first piece of property, which led me to close another two that same year. So you have to get started in very simple terms. Yeah, that first step is always that big step. Yeah. So what stimulated you to finally get started? I mean, I've, I've always been in and around real estate. I grew up around the construction industry. I grew up helping my parents manage a 62-unit building that they didn't own. And I always wanted to be the general contractor that was giving my father projects or the building owner that was basically employing my parents. So it it was always a passion of owning that piece of real estate. And then later on through my years, I realized what leverage a piece of real estate actually holds. So that's the way I kind of went about things. I, I knew that in order to be in a position of power for yourself and for your family, you needed to own real estate. Well, what works for your investment strategy? Well, we have a, a few different investment strategies. Again, we started buying in 2020. 
we went into it buying two family homes, thinking that we're going to hold these for 10, 15, 20 years and then sell. And we recently, two months ago, sold all three of those properties because they're 100K up in value. <laughs> so we have a few different strategies. We, we like the buy and hold strategy, uh, but we moved out of the two family, the, the smaller units and looking to invest in larger 20, 30, 40, maybe 100 units with our funds and investor funds. But we also have a few Airbnb properties and those are profitable, but they're also good to get away and have a place to go for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is nice. But they also come with management headaches. Correct. How manage. How do you manage those Airbnb headaches? Uh, again, I come from a construction management background, a property management background. I manage everything myself. I have my own entity that manages. So I pay myself as if I was a third party just to keep funds 100% straight so you see where your true profits are. And it's very simple for me to manage because first off, Airbnb, I can do it from anywhere in the world. So I'll be on vacation in the Poconos, let's say, one of my properties and manage the other property. <laughs> but it's simple. You, you have to build a great team around you, whether it's the cleaning lady, which is the most important person, the handyman, the plumber. It's all about building a great team around you. Well, take us on your road to the entrepreneurship experience. It didn't start with real estate, obviously. Yeah. So take us on that journey. Yeah. So I went to school and have a degree in architecture. I didn't want to go to school because I saw my father making money in the plumbing business, but I went to school just to have that as backup. I always had that piece of paper, right? And then I was always, when I was in school, I was working three part-time jobs, working for a mechanical engineer, working for my father, working in the restaurant business. So I had different trades that I could always fall back on. And then as I kind of got into my career, into architecture, I realized I helped someone actually build their $8 million company in five and a half years. And then I was laid off. So I was helping someone else do it because that's just where I found myself. And I knew that there was, there was a future there. We can build a partnership eventually. I can help them grow even further. But that didn't quite go the way I planned. And in 2017, I started my first company, which was my construction company. And then later on, we got into plumbing, we got into millwork, and then now the real estate with the buy and holds and the Airbnbs. But again, it's all about starting. You want to do something, you want to be an entrepreneur, you want to make all these people are selling things on Amazon. Just take the first step, lose some money, fail at something, and then you learn and adapt. That's true. And there are different ways, of course, to look at that aspect of failure. And some people say there is no such thing as failure as long as we keep on going. Because yeah. uh, certainly all of those failures can be marvelous, marvelous learning experiences. Well, tell us about the good, the bad, and the really, really ugly in terms of real estate investment experiences. Yeah, I mean, even with my experience, when I bought my first piece of property, I closed on a Wednesday. And then either that Thursday or Friday, I had a tenant call me 11 times at like 12 o'clock in the morning telling me there's water coming through the walls, the toilet is leaking all over the place. I got off the phone. I was like, I'm selling this property. You had to take a second and step back and realize that things will, this is just nature in real estate and any business. You have to mindfully understand what the problem is and figure out how to solve it. And my properties are usually two hours away from me. So whether I'm there or whether I'm two hours away, I still have to pick up the phone and call the plumber. So again, it's, it's about having the mindset and understanding any problem can be solved. You can't present the problem without a solution. So how do we solve the problem? You call the plumber, you figure out how to turn the valve off, you call your handyman, 
and things will get done as long as you have the mindset to understand what the actual situation is and not freak out, even like I did, right? Well, how did you manage that that plumbing issue at midnight and two hours away from the location? Yeah. We had a, uh, a tenant that had valves to turn off the water in their uh, apartment. So we walked them through again with my plumbing experience to tell them, hey, you have to turn the valve very slowly because it can break and then you have bigger issues. And they were able to turn the water off. And then our handyman was there in the, in the morning to see the damage, we, which we eventually had to call a plumber. Hmm. But again, it was done two hours away. I never stepped foot to solve that problem on that piece of property. Mm-hmm. A great example there of how you can manage from a distance as long as you keep your head about you. Well, what's the really good? The really good, I think, is is just tax purposes, right? Taxes are great with real estate. The Airbnbs are really great because I personally like to invest in properties that I want to go to that I would actually pay for and stay at if they weren't mine. So it's great in terms of leverage. So I look at a piece of real estate as a credit card or a line of credit. You can always leverage against it. You can always get investors involved if you want to kind of get your way out somehow. There's always ways to leverage real estate. So that has been critical for my understanding of how I see real estate and how I would like to grow within real estate. Again, having construction background is definitely helpful because I'll walk into a property and like, oh, the foundation has a crack. No big deal. It's a guy for a day. Like <laughs> I understand the problem as a contractor as well. So just understanding that a piece of real estate can definitely pave the way. And I think it's, I want to say one of the easier ways to kind of have a great future for yourself and for your family. I'm sure that construction background is, is very helpful. I've done a lot of renovations in Motabian myself, but I would not look at a foundation crack and go, oh, no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, But I'm sure, I I mean, I know there are ways to, to repair foundations, but I haven't found it to be a particularly easy process. Right. Of course, it depends on where it is and how bad it is, but still, right. that's a serious issue. Everything can be solved. Yes, there generally are solutions. So you know about the nine to five daily grind and you started out really essentially that way and helping another individual build their business and that didn't turn out like you had wanted. So tell us about the daily grind as opposed to the way things are right. Yeah, I mean, even now I own my own company. I have that nine to five. I don't work nine to five, but I have that nine to five position for myself as a contractor. I think everyone needs to have a nine to five. And then get into real estate. And once they feel comfortable enough, they can expand within their business. So let's take our Airbnbs, for example. I still work my nine to five. I'm still a general contractor. I love what I do, but I'd rather do it for myself as the investor as well. So when you have your nine to five in our Airbnbs, there's always options within to grow your own business. So our Airbnbs, we plan on getting into with the brand because we've built brands around it apparel, classes, whether it's with health coaches or other areas, whiskey business, canned beer. So we've grown a brand and we're looking to grow a brand where there's growth around outside of just the Airbnb, whether it's the property management for other hosts. So there's a lot of areas within any piece of real estate. If you are in a buy and hold strategy and you're a really good project manager, property manager, you can say, hey, I'll grow this. I'll syndicate a deal with other investor funds. I'll just become an investor for myself. And then when there's other investors that need a property manager, maybe I can get an extra commission for that so that they're still growing within real estate. That's interesting. I don't think I've ever heard anyone really talk about using their brand in terms of real estate to going beyond their particular brand 
and into apparel and food services and different things like that. So give us some examples of how it is you are doing that and what it is you plan to do with expanding that brand from Airbnb to other entities. Yeah, I mean, we have our brand. It's called The Blind Pig. And uh, we can get into the naming behind it, but we always try and look at something that we're started, a, a type of business with branding. I myself have a personal brand. So you have to build your personal brand. You have to build your brand of business so that people see it and they, they know the level of service they're getting. They know that it's quality service. So we're looking to build this brand of a blind pig and have, let's say, beach towels. Or when our guests can have a beach towel with our branding on it, take it to the lake or take it to the beach where one of our properties may be located, canned beer, maybe you can put a few of our canned beer products in the Airbnbs so that people can enjoy and they say, hey, this is great. And we always look for those Instagrammable moments because that's the world we live in today. So we're, we're looking to expand within the brand and we usually buy cabins and properties that are in and around wooded areas because those we see are, are usually better off in all season for four quarters of the year. They're usually booked up rather than, let's say, a beach house in Florida, which is usually just the summer. So we look to expand on the brand and, and things that we can add into our existing investments or into our existing properties that we manage. That's interesting. Certainly something to, to put into my file for thinking about building brands there. Well, talking about brand building, tell us what it is that you have to offer our viewers and listeners and how they can get in touch with you to take advantage of that. Yeah. I mean, the easiest way to get in touch with me is on Instagram, Tom, R-I-D-I-S. I don't want to spell my last name for everyone because they would never message me on Instagram, <laughs> but I usually respond there relatively quickly. I like to help people. I've grown my business now five years into it and I've done shows like this before. And what I really get enjoyment from is when people message me, Hey, I saw your podcast. I saw you doing this. I saw you doing that. Can you give me some advice? And I've really found that I'd like to get into possibly more coaching, possibly more management, possibly more of helping other people grow their businesses or getting started. And I'm working with a number of investors that have from 50K to 150, 200, 500K that they want to invest in real estate, but they don't know where to put it, how to put it, who's going to manage it. So we're working with a few people now to see if we can help them meet their financial goals. Well, excellent there. Well, what is your long-term play? I think I'll always be in construction and real estate. But long-term play, I'd like to, again, invest in more businesses. I have a cousin who owns restaurants and I'm trying to get into the restaurant business as an investor. I would love to become an investor and step away from the day-to-day -day management at some point. Yeah, diversifying through means other than through the stock market. The right. advisors say diversify, but they always mean diversify within the stock market. Right. Which doesn't seem very different <laughs> to me. But. <laughs> so that is your long-term play. How are you going to pivot? I mean, I think it's, again, what I like to say a lot is that people look at the forest and they forget to focus on the tree. So it's about taking one step at a time. Sometimes you have to take a step sideways. Sometimes you have to take two steps back. So right now I own a construction company. Right now I own some real estate. I think I play it by year, knowing what my goal is to become an investor. And I'm more opportunity driven. If I see an opportunity to invest in a restaurant, if I see an opportunity to invest in a person who wants to start a business or to invest in a particular stock in the stock market, that's where I kind of jump on. 
So I've, I've re-geared lately to be more opportunistic in my investments. And I think it's something that I will be playing, knowing my goal, playing it as the opportunities present themselves. And I try and put my hands in a lot of pots, so to speak. <laughs> well, I think that's, I mean, I think that's an excellent strategy. The more diversified we are, the more streams of income we have. Really, the more security we have in good times and in bad times. But you use this term, be more opportunistic in your investment strategies. Explain that to us. So you grow up and you go to school and they tell you invest in a 401k, have an IRA. It just, for me, it seems like a lot of nonsense because you are waiting to your 65 years old to enjoy life. And you build this little nest egg. And when you enjoy life at 65 years old, you'll probably not have enough money, right? So how do I invest now? How do I enjoy life now? How do I understand that it's not about waiting till I'm 65 to make good investments? How do I see opportunities that I want to be in? And I would never, let's say, open a restaurant by myself because I, I've been in, in the restaurant business for six years, but I don't know the management side of things. I don't understand the food behind actually preparing a menu and things of that nature. I've been a host, I've been a bartender, front of house kind of thing. So I like to work with strategic partners. And I think that's kind of the approach that I take in, in terms of getting to, to my goal, right? But without really focusing on the goal, but focus on the tree not the forest. Well, excellent advice there. One thing you haven't told us is how did you pick this name, a blind pig for your brand? I'm, some people may know what that is, but I didn't. So what is blind pig all about? <laughs> so a blind pig, it comes from our first Airbnb property in the hideout in the Poconos. And it reminded me of a speakeasy, the name, but also another Airbnb that I found in the area. It just gave me a lot of speakeasy vibes. So I Googled a speakeasy and another term for a speakeasy is a blind pig. And it also came at a time, 2020, when we didn't have those experiences of going out for coffee with someone, sharing a meal, where back in the days, prohibition era, you would go to the speakeasies to enjoy what wasn't allowed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, interesting label there and interesting branding. How long have you been using the Blind Pig as your brand there? Since 2020, since I started, I automatically sent it in for trademark. Yeah. How is it working out? It's really great. It's more of a passion project for me. I think it, it comes from my architecture experience in terms of designing the space and just the branding behind it, the vision of, of what I have for the brand, maybe a campsite one day, again, maybe whiskey, canned beer, wine business, in the, in the expansion of it. It's really great. I enjoy it a lot, which is kind of key for me. Wonderful. Well, Thomas, it's been a delightful conversation and an enlightening conversation as well. Thank you for sharing your experiences and thank you viewers and listeners for being with us again today. As always, it's been a pleasure. Look forward to being with you next time. Thank you, Thomas. Thanks for having me again. It's been fun. Thank you for tuning in to Real Estate Investing Abundance, brought to you by Steed Talker Capital, a company working for passionate professionals like you to develop financial independence built on solid, passive real estate investments. As part of our efforts to make the world a better place, Steed Talker Capital contributes to activities and organizations committed to better understand the equine. These endeavors attempt to enhance the human treatment of horses worldwide. Steed Talker Capital, working for a world where all creatures, great and small, flourish abundantly. For resources to develop your financial independence, connect with us at steedtalker.com.